what's up it's your pal winchuk is thoughticus and this is the bar is low every episode we take a look at fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions and these can be either good bad or in between but mostly they're bad it feels like such a long time since we've done an episode on avatar but today we are back with a burning vengeance this is our third author review, and supposedly this person writes crack pairings and crack fix, but do not be fooled. Sure, there are rare pairs, crack pairings, whatever you want to call them. I like rare pairs, they keep things interesting, and I'll take them any day over the billionth Zutara fic. But is this really crack fic? Yeah, some of it, you can tell, isn't that serious at all. Even though all this person's writing involves smut in one way or another. But let's imagine a Venn diagram. In one circle, crack fic. In the other, rape fic. In what fucking universe do these circles overlap? I guess in this person's mind they do, but for me they ain't touching, they're nowhere near each other. So a lot of these fics are pretty serious in nature, and they don't cue you in that yeah, supposedly the author's writing this as a joke. They'll write crack pairing, sure, but sometimes the only way you can get those characters together is if someone gets raped. Nonetheless, crack fic, rape fic, it's all suitable content for the bar is low, so we're gonna talk about it. Before I start off, some notes about the writing. First of all, moist. This author likes the word moist. This author also likes the S word, which I hate having to explain this every time I bring it up, but the S word is seed, which some people use as a synonym for cum, which I fucking hate. There are a ton of epithets, which is annoying. I know it's hard to write a sex scene or sometimes any scene between two people of the same gender without the pronouns getting confusing, but when you say the raven-haired male or his bald lover, it just sounds stupid. If you're writing a gay or lesbian sex scene or really any sex scene, for that matter, I highly encourage you to just say their fucking names, even if you have to just say them a lot, so that you don't say stupid shit. And the common thread running through this is Katara. She's gonna be in this episode quite a lot. She is always really obsessed with her own virginity. She's always gonna use that as a reason that she can't have sex with someone. Like, only my future husband can take my virginity. Newsflash, assholes, each need to rape someone, whether they're a virgin or not. And yeah, this is gonna be a Katara-centric episode because the only thing that the dark side of the Avatar fandom likes more than incest is Katara getting kidnapped and raped. Well, I mean, we all love Katara getting kidnapped, but rape is reserved for the more fucked up of authors. Katara is also not aware of lesbianism. Most of what we're discussing today's episode is gonna be het, but the handful of lesbian fics that she's in, she's just like, uh, but it's not right for us to do this because we're both women and I need to save my virginity for a man, and she'll say this whether it ends up being consensual sex or not. These fics kind of follow a script which can be construed as laziness on the author's part or perhaps a fixation of it being hot to violate someone's innocence and their naive conceptions of the world to fuck it out of them, so to speak. This author has 17 fics, I'm not gonna cover all of them, but there are some I just want to do some brief summaries of before we start. My Lord. This is a Aang Zuko fic, post-war. Aang is a fucking bottom. He's such a bottom in this. <laughs> They're basically in a master-slave relationship, but they love each other. Highlights include Aang saying nya, <laughs> nya, you know, you know, N-Y-A, after giving a blowjob. Zuko having a spicy cum, the usage of anal beads and cock rings, and the quote, the rigid organ, saluting the Fire Lord proudly. <laughs> ah. 
in the forest, Katara and Tentacles. I believe that's all that needs to be said, especially since this fic was never finished. Gentle Breeze, Jiatsu creeping on Aang, and do I need to remind you that Aang hasn't even hit puberty yet. Aang's, you know, sleeping, uh, they wake up, and Jiatsu talks him into fucking, because Aang doesn't know what's happening yet, but feels good, right? Highlights, Aang saying nya again multiple times. Spark in the ice, Sokka Katara incest, not the last time we're going to talk about incest today. My Prince by the Fire, these two are Irozuko incest. But I'm gonna save them for a fun for the whole family episode, so I'm not gonna be talking about them any more than just this brief mention, but it's still not the last time incest is gonna come up today. Bath time and Toph always tops. Toph Katara. Toph wants to see what Katara looks like, so this involves some erotic touching of the titties in nether regions. Kind of wholesome. Then later for the second fic, they're on Ember Island and bathing and having lesbian sex in Ozai's personal hot springs. Highlights include, you're a bad little girl and you're naughty. Basically, Katara saying that as Toph pisses her off by being a brutal and withholding top while she's like a bratty bottom and then they have this thing where it's like scream for me and then the other one will be like no you scream for me and it keeps going and then this quote can i fuck you senseless with earth bending sugar queen suki also looks in on them and it turns into a threesome because that's how i'll be sometimes and that concludes our brief summary portion and now we're gonna go into some more detailed breakdowns we're gonna start off as usual with some more lighthearted material to kind of ease into it and then we'll slowly descend into depravity until we reach a fic that rivals the rest of the most fucked up avatar fanfictions i've encountered and it doesn't even involve incest wow what a concept it can be disturbing without involving incest let us begin with one that is clearly crack the premise the overused plotline is here. Katara gets kidnapped by Zuko for some plan to capture Aang, you know. But this is different because Iroh, you know, he's a nice dude. And even though she's imprisoned, he makes sure that she's treated right. But also, Iroh is super creepy here because apparently he has a notebook dedicated to Katara and lusting over her, you know, as one does. But they do have consensual sex just because they're, you know, hanging out and it just kind of happens. He's very gentle and makes sure she's comfortable with everything. And Katara's like, fuck my goddamn friends. I want to hang out with this cool old dude and get dig down. And I only have one note on the pretty brief sex scene, really. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Can a pussy quiver? <laughs> and here's the scene that ends this fic. It reminds me of just one of my favorite scenes in any fan fiction, hands down, which I did discuss way back in episode one. So I'm going to read this to you. A while later, Zuko approached his uncle's door, needing to speak to his uncle about important business when he heard a sudden moan. Thinking that his uncle might be sick, a glimmer of concern propelled him to open the door without knocking. Way to say uncle three times in, like, two sentences. He was not prepared for the sight before him. He first registered a naked Katara, with her hair messy and loose, just as he had often seen her in his own fantasies, and for a moment he wondered if he was dreaming. The second thing he registered was a naked Iroh lying below her, with said naked waterbender on top of him, apparently in the middle, riding him. Both stared at him quietly, and all he could do was sputter for a few moments. Uncle, what the? You really should knock before you open closed doors, Zuko. Iro gently chided as if there was nothing out of the ordinary about the situation. The water tribe girl, 
Zuko chokes out. Oh, yes, I chuckled softly. She doesn't belong in the break. She's much better off as my companion. Now, if you will kindly leave us, we can go back to enjoying each other's company. Companion, I, you, Zuko sputtered, still trying to process the situation. He could not tear his eyes off the bodies before him. He wanted to do, but he could not. It would have been a hell of a lot better if the image was Sansa naked Iroh. How in the hell had the waterbender ended up here? He had ordered that she be kept secure in herself. How in the name of Agni did you- Agni, answer my prayers, Iroh laughed. He sent me this goddess along with some marvelous tea. No, Zuko screamed. This can't be happening. I've been waiting for so long. And you, her, I, you, companion, ugh, been looking for so long. Waterbender, supposed to be- not you, he sputtered, losing control of his speech as smoke wafted out of his nose, his temper climbing out of surprise and frustration. He would have been even more shocked if he had found out the contents of Iroh's journal. Calm down, nephew. Go and meditate. No! Unsolved sexual tension, fire and water, been searching for it, need angst, need for love and attention, overused plot that everyone loves, supposed to be. Waterbender and Fire Prince. Ah, he blew out some fire at the ceiling and fainted. Katara blinked and stared at the unconscious form of the prince, blushing furiously. A soft chuckle met her ears as Ira pulled her down for a kiss. Amazing. I love it when I can actually tell that something is crack. And I love that they were like, fuck that plotline that everyone loves. Y'all are uncreative fucks. Now, next up. We get some lesbians up in here. That's what I'm fucking talking about. So, Yui's been dead for a bit. She's been watching over everyone since then, but like, especially Katara. It begins with a little intro of them when Yui was still alive, talking about how much she admires Katara for standing up to Paku and the elders so she could learn waterbending. Sure, yeah, she liked Sokka too. He was a good dude, and she would have rather married him than that other douchebag. But nah, she just didn't feel it in the same way. But a few years later, he was like, fuck it, I'ma get some, and takes corporeal form, as she can briefly do. So Yui's pretty creepy at first about it, because it starts off with some water tentacles undressing Katara as she sleeps. Maybe not the best thing to do when you reintroduce yourself to someone from beyond the grave, or, you know, in general, really. So Katara panics. But she panics less once Yui's voice starts coming out of the sky. Here's a brief quote. Wait. Yue, she gasped as she wiggled around. We're women. It's supposed to be a man and woman, you know. She quickly lost track of what she was about to say when her clit was expertly rubbed in a slow, languorous circle. I love this trope. Person being like, but being gay is wrong. And then something gay happens and they're like, oh, I enjoyed that. I love that trope. And then Yue's like, well, I'm the fucking moon. I'm not bound by the laws of society. So... I'll have lesbian sex if I damn well want. So last week's episode was called Pickles Fucks the Drum Machine, but if this weren't an author review, I'd probably call this episode Katara Fucks the Moon and other such tales. I just love how anything to do with the moon and the moon, like, formerly being a living human being in the show just sound like such a shit post. I don't know, it's just, I love it. But... Then Yue takes her corporeal form, and this is where the fun begins. She's such a voyeur. Like, it says that she just watches all the people down on Earth fucking each other because she can do that because she's a moon. And they have this, like, tender reunion moment where they're cuddling naked and Katara's like, wow, you're glowing, that's really cool, man. And, like, Yue gently sucks her titty. 
and eats a pussy. Like, imagine this is how you lose your virginity. A freaking demigod ghost comes out from the heavens just to pleasure you. And then Yue's like, it's my turn now, but like, only if you want, of course. And I quote, honestly, at this point, how could Katara refuse? So she like really gently explores her body and it says here that she's fascinated about being with other women before. <laughs> like uh june and suki and uh at suki is now her sister-in-law at this point so uh nice so this is all nice and wholesome they're cuddling for a bit but this is not over because we haven't gotten to the water with bondage yet and the best part the best part it's after the water bondage we get a water dildo she just straight up makes a strap on for herself with water how does it work i don't know i don't care but this is the quality content, UA's water dildo. Fuck yeah. And the ending is actually really fucked up, but it's really good too. Like, she's sad that UA has to leave again, and she wants it to be more than a one night thing, so UA like drowns her. Kind of. So her thinking is like, you know what? That sacred koi fish thing, maybe not the best host for the ocean spirit. Katara, you're the ocean spirit now. Are you dead? I mean, like, kind of. I don't know. I like this fic a lot, actually, and I'm kind of a sucker for some fluff now and then, especially when there's lesbians. And this was like some really loving sex, but also had that smut in it too. And the pairing, wonderful. The moon and the ocean are girlfriends and they love each other. This is some fucking quality content right here. Now we're gonna get to some darker stuff and there's nothing wholesome beyond this point. We're gonna begin our descent now, because this one's about combustion man getting some. And I thought this was gonna be fun crack fic, but it's not. It's not. It, it isn't. So Combustion Man kidnaps Katara one night, but she's angry and tries to fight him off to no avail. And she has this line, I am so sick of being kidnapped. Can't you freaks take Sokka or something? First the pirates and then Zuko and then being trapped under Lake Laogai. Honestly, this shit's getting old. Why can't you guys find something better to do than kidnap girls? Meta. Like, seriously, I feel like every Katara-centric fic I read, she gets kidnapped, and it gets really old. Thank you for pointing this out, author, but you still do it in so many of your own fics, so... Yeah, I don't know about that, man. So, Combustion Man, which is not talk in this fic at all but we do get some of his internal monologue, and he finds her struggling kind of sexy, so he's like, hmm, what if I fuck? So he kisses her because y'all just never give poor Katara a break. And she's like, I bet it'll shock him if I kiss him back. So that happens because fuck you. But this is a straight up rate fic, sadly. Like, you call yourself a crack writer. Crack is supposed to be funny and not upsetting. A lot of time, an author will be like, okay, this is a questionable encounter. But if I make it clear that the would-be victim is getting into it, it'll be less fucked up. But a great deal of this fic, actually, and a lot of the other ones we're going to talk about, is just Katara yelling at him to fuck off. That is the entirety of the dialogue. Internally, Combustion Man is like, yeah, I'm a pretty decent guy. I'm raping her gently. I fingered her first, so she'd be ready for my huge cock. Is the bar ever so low? She finds herself feeling sexual pleasure as he progresses with his violation of her body, which she's upset about, but then. This is uh, personally uh, maybe the only good part of the fic for me. When Combustion Man comes, he has to be careful not to set off an explosion. 
all the stories about firebenders. Not once do I get to see a fire ejaculation, but one story about Combustion Man getting that underage pussy and his powers might manifest. That's just unfair. I feel cheated. It's just, just wrong. It's just why can't some of y'all write about penis firebending? Like all the times I see bending incorporated in porn and no penis firebending. That, that just hurts. And they use the S word because f- fuck you, just say cum. And so Katara has been thinking about escape this whole time. She's been raped twice now. And she's like, well, uh, it can bend any old liquid, not just water. And this is a quote. How ironic it would be if he were attacked by his own cum. But unfortunately, there's no semen bending. He tries to rape her a third time, but finally the squad comes and drops in and he finally just fucks off. And all I can say, and this is going to be a theme throughout, is that rape fic is not crack fic. The two are mutually exclusive. Crack fic is good. It's funny. Rape fic is shitty and uh, rape is not funny. I would just like it if there were no rape fic, especially if you didn't try to pass it off as crack fic. Like, yeah, it's totally a crack pairing, but it it doesn't automatically make a crack fic. So all the people saying it was hot in the comments, I'm gonna sit down and masturbate to you getting raped, you fuckholes. But believe me, things are gonna get so much wilder. Let's get to our next fic. Hakoda needs to just fucking stop marrying Katara off to older men. And we're gonna see more of that later. Just be glad that he doesn't make the same arrangement here that he does in the other fic we're gonna talk about. Yeah, you'll see. It's scary. Here he agrees to let Paku marry her. Friggin' Paku. So Katara's fucking livid. More so than in any of the other fix we have talked about or will talk about. The marriage happens and then of course we begin right before the consummation is supposed to take place. He's just like, I own you now. And she's like, yeah, I hope you have a heart attack and leave me a rich widow. And she's like, yeah, wh- why do you want to marry me? Like, you just want to fuck my grandma and you're going to fuck me now? And he gives a bunch of reasons like, well, you're like her, yeah. And you're young and sexy and I'm a creepy pedophile. Your father doesn't actually care about you just like rolling in the dough right now. Uh, you're a good waterbender, but you like couldn't actually kill me and you'd make good breeding stock. And she's like, bitch, good breeding stock? I think I'd rather fucking die. And he's like, well, I'm going to rape you now. And then disrobes her with those water rips and all that shit. And he's like, look at me. Look at my dick. And he fucks her, you know, going in and out like the tide, like uh, water lapping at the shore okay then you gotta cope with it somehow and then when they're done she's just like you know what i think i'm gonna dissociate and maybe make some tea and then what did you expect of the sexist fuck the next morning he's basically like "Mm, it's breakfast time make me a sandwich wife and she's like bitch and ugh, ugh. this is fake it's about her like learning her place like bitch fuck you and she won't do what he tells her so he has to spank her she flips him off and like yells at him because fuck this guy like most of this thing honestly it's just them arguing because he won't respect her as a human being because he's a crusty traditionalist douchebag and there's (laughs) there's this conversation they have where he's like oh my god women are so emotional and she's like well yeah and men aren't you fucking angry hate-filled sack of cum you're the ones who wage all the wars just saying and he's like well anyone can make war and she's like well so you're saying that women can fight and make all the decisions that men make Mm, got yourself a little situation there huh and it says that paku has apparently never had a real relationship with a woman his whole life headcanon paku is an incel 
What am I saying? That's not even a head cannon. I'm pretty sure that's just that's just straight up cannon. He's an incel. So gradually they do start hating each other less and less. Uh, there's this part where Yue's ex-fiance hits on her. Like, I bet your man can't even get it up anymore. I could give you a good time, but she's like, uh, no, I do not want a good time. I am already having a good time, as you can see by me just walking, I guess. I guess I'm having a, just a good time. Denying you sex? Oh! Haku shows up so they can all argue some more because there hasn't been enough arguing in this fic. He freezes him into an ice block, but unfortunately we do not get to see the one awesome thing that he does in this fic. He eventually does decide that he has to show her that he actually does give a fuck about her. He does this by throwing her mother's necklace into the ocean like a fucking idiot. And his reasoning here is that it was the necklace he made for her grandmother, and now he wants to make one for her instead. They totally ignore the dead mom thing, which- that would just incite her to fucking murder you, man. Don't do that. Do not fuck with that necklace. Eventually they do fuck. There hasn't been a lot of porn in this. It was like 80% arguing, whereas in the other fix, it's closer to like 50-50 arguing and fucking, or even 70-30 arguing. They have to talk about having children. And she's not even like grossed out by it. She's just like, uh, you're old and you'll be dead before our children reach maturity. But he's like, what don't I compromise? You see, I must fulfill my Darwinian reason for existence. How about, like, not seven children like I really do want, just, just one or two. And she's like, okay, maybe. And he's also like, I love you, do you love me back? And she's like, uh, nah, not yet anyways. I'm still not totally over the whole raping me and treating me like shit because I'm a woman thing. Give it some time. Maybe you'll be dead by the time I forgive you, but like, give it some time. I thought this author was a porn writer, but the fuck was this shit? I don't know why there was this whole like reverse slow burn thing where they fuck once and the romantic tension builds until they fuck again. If he rapes you, he's a bad person and you shouldn't love him. Let's continue on. Shall we? The things y'all do to Katara. My god. This one, this is a AU kind of canon divergence, some shit like that. Katara gets kidnapped, because that's all she ever does. She has to be a slave in the Fire Palace because the Northern Tribe lost the siege in season one. Ozai's dead? Thank fuck. I am never reading a Katara Ozai fic again in my life. So that's good. And he's dead because Azula and Zhao, who are now apparently married and have a child but hate each other, assassinated him. Now Zhao is the Fire Lord because I guess Azula can't do that because she's a woman and it really do be like that, huh? Even though you have female Fire Lords in the show. But okay, we need Zhao to be the Fire Lord for this situation, I guess. So you may have already guessed what's gonna happen. Zhao will take Katara as a concubine because here in the Avatar fandom, we love to fetishize races that don't even exist but are super coded for races that really do exist. Hmm, that's no good. So she makes her way to his bedchambers. She's scared, but like she's being obedient because she could get fucking murdered. So she hasn't seen him for a while and she's, you know, being scared and all, but there's this random line about his sideburns like, ah, yes, he has the thickest sideburns I've ever seen. And it goes right back to her being scared. And we begin. She's like, uh, you needed me? What may I do for you? And he's like, yeah, I need something. I need you. I need to fuck you. But, like, you know, being Katara and all, she yells at him because, like, he genocided her people. It would just not be a good idea to have sex with him because he's a piece of shit. And there's, like, there's a long discussion about inner labia because apparently Kataras are juicy and plump. I quoted that, by the way. 
And ah uh, yes, Azula didn't seem to have any inner labia, which he noticed when they had sex literally one time ever on their wedding night. And neither do any of Zhao's hoes have inner labia. He loves that inner labia though. And do men really care that much about what pussy looks like? They just want something to fuck, right? It doesn't matter what, as long as it is attached to a woman, so that's not gay or anything, you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like men are obsessed with pussy the same way they are with tits or ass. Oh well, maybe it's a personal preference. Zhao likes big labia, and they keep describing pussy as plump, like, gay, I don't get it. Can a pussy be plump? At least that pussy isn't quivering. And this is gonna be another gentle rape because that's Keep the bar was low, fellas. You can rape her as long as you're gentle and warm her up first. And he's like, wow, I'm sure glad I didn't kill all the waterbenders. I like this one. I think she'll be more fun to fuck than anyone else I take to my bed. Like, can we stop with this shit? <sighs> like, the dialogue here is pretty much like that of Combustion Man, except Zhao actually responds and he's like, be a good girl. Like, a lot, and it's super fucking creepy. And, oh man, the morning after... <sighs> Gratuitous usage of the S word as Katara semen bends all that stuff out of herself. They fuck again because if you rape her gently and you also hold absolute power over her, she'll ask you to do it again. And the ending is so fucked up too. He summons her again later and he's like, you know, it feels good. You can't deny it. And she's like, yep, it sure does, my lord. And then it just ends on the line, spirits save her. Holy shit. Well, that was fucked up. Nice. Let's get to what I consider the less normal level fucked up fic before the things amp up again. So this one involves June being a badass motherfucker. She's most definitely a lesbian, even though I do low-key ship her in Iroh. The guy bitches about how she beat him in arm wrestling? Well, too bad. She likes to shame men because it's all they're good for. Man tries to grope her. She punches him in the face. So she's been thinking about a certain waterbender ever since that encounter that introduced her to the show. And now, running into the squad because it's convenient to this fic, she decides that she's gonna go after Katara. So she causes chaos in the marketplace as she begins her chase. And one thing I definitely did not expect in porn was my cabbages, but it was there. It was out of nowhere and it was glorious and it made me laugh way too hard. So June manages to knock everyone out because her shirsh's tongue does that. She gets Katara alive, awake, and screaming! And this time it's a lesbian rape baby. June says what she's gonna do with her. And Katara is like all confused because of heteronormative society and starts wondering, wait, what if maybe she's a man down there? And you better believe I've read Fuda June because I have. But I quote, June was far too attractive to be a man in her opinion. Rest in peace! <laughs> So this scene reeks of Katara Ozai to me in a lot of ways because June kind of has a similar demeanor to him. She does not give a shit about anyone. Everyone else is an idiot and below her. She does whatever the fuck she wants and most importantly she's constantly smirking. <laughs> so you know, if you rape her gently, she'll get into it. Seems to be the author's opinion. Honestly, just commit one way or the other. Either she wants it the whole time or she never does. Like all these setups are the same. Like Katara begs to be released isn't, continues to protest, but more feebly now, as her captor begins to do sexual things to her, then eventually accepts her fate, sometimes with reluctance, sometimes with gusto. So June clearly has a bit of a foot fetish, but they skip over that pretty fast, because it's bondage time, and eventually, yeah, Katara does get into it, because, you know, June is smoking hot, and god fucking damn, fucking a woman is more satisfying than she could have ever imagined. But after they're done, June wants to keep her there forever, even though Katara has a journey to be on and she needs to save the world and all that shit. 
But those stupid men don't deserve her. And June will hunt her down if she tries to escape. So there's a sequel to this in which now Katara has been on the road with her for about a month, but she tries to escape. But because of the sure shoot, she's fucked. And I mean that in more than one way, but we'll see. We'll get to that. June is able to track her down with ease, calling her pet the whole time. Holy fucking just yikes and she's like well it's time for some discipline when she catches her so she ties her up and fucks her with a giant dildo are they still in the forest for this jeez and makes her say that she belongs to her and she's like her owner and all that shit just fucking reeks of katara i was like fuck that shit and it gets so much worse holy it gets so much worse because bestiality happens the sure shoe is horny i guess and June is like, well, you need to learn your lesson. So she lets it fuck her. And then the sure shoe fucks June because she allows it. And I'm so done. Oh my God. I'm so done. Guys, I quit. I don't quit. I can't quit. We still have two fix to get through. Let's step up our game though, because getting fucked by a sure shoe, that's not enough. Because that was a brief thing, right? That was just kind of shoved in there at the end. But something fucked up is going to take center stage here. Things are going to escalate. So Katara gets a marriage proposal from Beto. It's been a few years since the series ended and she broke up with Aang. And she's not very certain about marrying Beto. But she's like, well, my father approves of it. He would always do what's right for me. So it won't be bad. And how I wish. We could have kept. The father-daughter incest. Between Azula and Ozai. Because, you know, nothing anyone does or says is going to stop y'all from writing that shit. But you had to drag Hakoda into this? Oh my god. So, he has one condition for Beto. If he wants to marry his daughter. And Beto's like, well, what if she rejects my proposal? And Hakoda's just like, she won't. Yikes! And his condition for marrying her? Both of them get to fuck Katara at the same time. So... They go into her tent while she's sleeping and start undressing her. She's panicking and super confused because, you know, it, it, it's her father and, you know, another dude doing sexual things to her. And she does not want this. She is begging them to stop no matter how gentle they rape her. They get her naked and Beto fingers her. And Koda's just like, well, you touch my dick, my rock hard erection. And it forces her to do just that and give him a handy. Remember, kids, I guess eventually she will get into it if you do rape her gently even if she's your daughter they're telling this battle for dominance basically he wins because he's more experienced i guess um and then he's like yep i'm done hogging up my daughter why don't you fuck her in the pussy first beto can't believe i'm writing this about hakoda and not ozai because i'm so used to the fun for the whole family series which is exclusively about the fire nation family because by god if you want incest they'll give you incest Beto fucks her gently, suitable for the first time, but once he's done, Hoda steps up and he's like cracking his knuckles and he's like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life, and violently fucks her. And she yells, Daddy, as he does this, which is, you know, always my favorite part of parent child incest porn, I must say, and I can't believe I've read enough of this horrific shit to have a favorite part. She continues to call him Daddy throughout the rest of the fic because fuck you, that's why. The next morning, they come to a harmonious agreement that Katara will marry Beto, but they'll have a bunch of threesomes and share her. And they fuck some more, as one does. Because if you rape her gently, then she'll get into it. Get some spit roasted and then some nasty language. Ugh. Wave after wave of S-word. 
Oh, how she loved being filled to the brim. Her womb was swimming in it. Ugh! Oh, man. So, fortunately, Katara's semen bends, so there will be no incest babies, or regular babies for that matter. Not yet, anyways. Yeah, she agrees to marry Beto and have a bunch of threesomes forever, and it ends. And there's apparently art of this threesome floating on around on the internet somewhere, and this was inspired by that. That is a possibility. Especially as in written erotica. I do not go on the side of the internet where you have to, like, see that shit. I can't imagine. I can handle any written erotica you throw at me, but I'm not strong enough for that. And I've actually read one where Hakoda does get her pregnant, and I like to refer to this as the abortion fetish one. If that so piques your interest, feel free to check out episode 8. But that author was just like, yeah, I'm not trying to pass this off as crack. I'm just challenging myself to write the most fucked up thing I can. And it was really more conceptual fuckery than graphic fuckery, and it was consensual too, weirdly enough. And also weirdly enough, I respect that author a lot, but this fic was just straight up nasty! My god! And this only makes me ship my rare pair more because Hakoda and Ozai are meant to be together. I stand by it. They're both garbage and they deserve each other. And lucky for them, their daughters are the two characters that this fandom likes to victimize the most when it comes to disgusting porn. Maybe they can't have an orgy and rape their daughters together. Please, God, no one write that. I just lied about being able to handle any written erotica you throw at me because I don't think I can handle that. I honestly don't think I can handle it. And you're probably thinking, well, what about Zuko? Fanfic writers love to torment him. Well, yeah, him too, but I'd argue less than Azula just because of where the characters ended up at the end of the show. But anyways, fuck this fanfiction. Fuck fanfiction in general. That's why I had this show, because fuck fanfiction in general. I'm waiting to see the same concept with Ozai and Azula, and I don't know, like, probably Zhao or someone. The closest I have seen is Azula Ursa Fuda June. I shit you not. Episode 26. You can listen to that at your own risk. God, I crave death. That brings us to our last fake. Just when I think I've seen it all, I realize... You know, I really haven't, because this fic is unique and definitely super fucked up for a variety of reasons mostly because of what happens to azula but we're not gonna get to that quite yet so this is canon divergence at the season two finale azula's plan doesn't work long thing captures her and katara also gets freaking kidnapped again as she does we begin with long Fang fucking her in front of the entire Dai Li, who are just standing there and watching emotionlessly. But he promises that he won't hurt her, and he doesn't really, you know, aside from the whole raping her thing. And then Wong Feng fucks King Kuei, who I guess is also there, in front of Katara and the Dai Li. And he has to force Kuei into cooperation by threatening to hurt his pet bear, which is just fucked up, man. And he's just like, watch the show, Katara watch me fuck this man so she does and she's getting upsettingly aroused by it and then it turns into a threesome because you know why the fuck not he has to give <laughs> he has to give Kui to quote a crash course on eating pussy and he fucks her at the same time and then he claims them both as his sex slaves his beloved sex slaves mind you they return to the earth palace and this is where things get really fucked up because Azula is shackled up so that she cannot bend. Like, she's a spoiled bitch, right? Yeah? So Long Fang just banks the shit out of her, and it's like, okay, pretty typical BDSM stuff. Not horribly overblown. But just wait, because he pours hot wax on her ass. 
the ass the, the, the for this 14 year old child he whips her which is not a typical bdsm thing but after all the damage that's been done to her ass like damn that's insane and then and this is probably the most fucked up part of the whole fic he sticks red hot needles into her ass which has already been at this point spanked whipped and dripped hot wax on like i thought he was gonna brand her but he basically just uses her ass as a pin cushion and at some at some point Azula like pulls a Draco Malfoy like my father will hear about this but to no avail and then at last he aimlessly fucks her he's been making Katara and Kui watch this whole time and Katara normally so empathetic does not give a shit Long Fang really does not like fucking Azula but hey he has to punish her so he's just imagining that he's fucking his beloved concubines instead of Meanwhile, Katara and Kui are being pleasured by the Daily Agents, who have finally been set loose to do their own thing. And then those same agents go fuck Azula with a jagged stone dildo. And this part is really also so fucked up. Like, Katara and Kui get into their roles, and Katara's like, has no mercy for Azula at all. So before she leaves the room, she's like, you're getting what you deserve. And she slaps Azula in the fucking face like she's literally a child what the fuck what the fuck you call yourself crack because this is definitely not crack fake. we skip to a month later she and kue are still concubines she's accepted her role now more or less she has to be nice to him and say like yeah i want to fuck you i want your s word feeling my womb Ugh, God. Ugh. Ugh, this game aneurysm. but she still wants out but the daily are always watching and she's not allowed to masturbate either because he wants her to be sexually frustrated so that she has to come to him and yes the daily are apparently also watching her to make sure she doesn't masturbate because that's what you use an elite earthbending force for and she's like yeah i've seen how nice long thing can be because he didn't do what he did to azula to me uh i don't think that's called being nice i think it's called being merciful or choosing to exhibit one's sadistic and seriously deranged tendencies selectively azula is also a slave now constantly wearing bondage gear and here's a quote from her internal monologue as soon as she could, and as soon as the fucking opportunity arose, she would roast Long Feng alive. No, wait. She would burn his skin off inch by inch and castrate him in the most painful way possible before roasting him alive. Please do. My god. And I guess Meng and Tylee are also in some cells being brainwashed somewhere. And then it just kind of trails off like, I don't know what I expected when I click on this fic, but it was wilder than I could have imagined. Congratulations, this is going somewhere on my most disturbing list, right up there with Omegaverse Iroh, the incestuous Fire Nation threesomes. Yeah, threesomes is plural, by the way. And the one where four-year-olds get raped by Pokemon. Congratulations, calling yourself a crack writer is the blight on the name of crack. This is disgusting, no matter if you're doing it seriously or if you think it's a joke. Sorry, not sorry, but if you think a 14-year-old child getting branded and raped is sexy or funny in any way, that's just shitty. I don't make the rules. Anyway, to conclude... Yes, these are all crack pairings, I'll give the author that, and yes, some of these are just crack fakes, but most of these, gross rape stories that suggest that if you rape her gently, she'll forgive you and want to fuck you again, and that a woman falls in love with her rapist, cause f fuck that shit. The consensual ones, yeah, they were alright. The actual crack was good. The Katara UA one honestly warmed my fucking heart, and I loved it. The rest of these though, no, fuck that shit. <sighs> I don't understand it. I'm sorry. So today we covered 
I rose tea. The moon is my mistress. Explosion. Cold shoulder. Desire. Hunter's delight in taming the beast. Warmth on a cold night and under Lake Laogai. By aloof and androgynous. That's all one word. The bar is low. Is on Instagram. You can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You know what's coming up next. I'm your pal. Wedge gets thought of kisses. The bar is low. Thank you for joining me. That's all for today.